Well, it's a fantastic Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, and um, welcome to Three Wide No Cover. Recording uh, audio will be back in studio, I believe, as of next week, I believe, maybe even a week after that. I don't know. Wouldn't have a clue. Clearly evident you don't know. That is the sweet sounds of <laughs> Julian Valance, as you can tell. And guess what? I know with all the happenings, with what's going on with the leading trainer in Australasia at the moment, we can clarify one thing. Michael Wall was not one of those three gentlemen that was charged nor uh, allegedly <laughs> and questioned. He's over at the Super Bowl, would you believe of it, Of he is. Of course he is. Come on. Uh, law upon himself, M. Wall, is all I can say. Good luck to him. We know he's a big Pats he fan. Yeah, and he'll be beside himself, won't he? Hanged roles here at uh, Sportsbet. And he Tailgating is over there, won't he be? Tom Brady. Mm. Hey, good luck to the Pats and Gronk and Julian Edelman's my favourite player for the Pats. But the Rams with Goff and the team there, you know, he's only 23 years of age, the quarterback. Good lordy me, he can throw it. It'll yeah. be a high-scoring game. Who are you going for, by the way? Uh... Yes. Look, no real opinion. Um, maybe the Rams, hey? Why not? Let's get involved. Go for the Rams. Yep. Hey, folks, as we like to call it when we're one down, a late scratching, welcome to Two Wide No Cover Sports Bet Podcast. We're looking towards Saturday and we're going to concentrate at Caulfield where we have the Chairman Stakes, the Manford Stakes, and the WJ Adams Stakes over a 1,000 metres. Couple of Group 3s in a listed race right there. And in Rose Hill, it's only a small field, but the Expressway Stakes will be running one over six furlongs. It's a Group 2. And good lordy me, there's some good horses in that Group 1 form. It's a beauty. So, Julesy, as we always do from the top of the show, we need a track report. And more importantly, a weather report. Let's start with Caulfield. Yeah, Caulfield, out nine metres, SD. The rail. Good four. It's out nine, my friend. Yes. Um, look, we default Caulfield, track dry, no dramas, no wind to speak of. Slight southerly, but that's going to be no impact at all around Caulfield on Saturday. Out nine, good four. On speed, we don't default to there with the dry track. I think that's probably going to be the spot to be. Um, especially with a fair few of these races, not a lot of speed engaged. So I think you want to be up on speed on Saturday at Caulfield. Rail out nine, be up on speed. So horses that are drawn good gates and can roll forward seems to be the trend. Uh, You mentioned Rose Hill. Um, What about the conditions up there, Julesy? Yeah, out three metres, good for fine. Uh, Expect out three metres that uh, Rose Hill is going to play fairly, fairly bang on. So expecting it to play really well. Uh, no wind to speak of. So in both joints, to be honest, every horse should get their chance and hopefully they run straight and uh, the best horses win. So when you're setting the markets for Caulfield on Saturday, do you get excited with a couple of Group 3s in a sprint race with the rail out nine this time of year? Yeah, 100%. I mean, you're starting to see some pretty good livestock get back into the grades. That You know, there's a, the two-year-old race, the chairman, so obviously something might put their hand up or their hoof up to become a leading Blue Diamond contender. We'll talk about them later. Um, it's just good to see some good horses back in the, in, in the mix because we're getting extremely close to the Group 1 racing for the uh, Autumn Carnival down here in Melbourne. And then obviously we head up to Sydney, but though that race in Sydney, a small field as you spoke about, SD, but 
It's an absolute ripper. It is. We'll touch on that a little bit later. But, Julesy, you mentioned that um, the two-year-old racing at Caulfield, the first race we'll look at is race five. It's the Chairman's over 1,000 metres for two-year-olds where the boys can take on the girls. We have some penalties here with the top weight. I'll run through the market. Then I want to ask you a question without notice. I'll give you time to uh, think about it while I go through the market. Is How do you set prices for two-year-old races when they're lightly raced in the autumn uh, compared to the older horses that we'll touch on later in the Adam Stakes, the Manfred, and also the Expressway. So question without notice, I want to know how you set the prices for these two-year-olds. Let's rip in to race five, the market for the Chairman Stakes. Ballarosa, terrific winning first start, wasn't she, in the rain at Flemington, $5.50 and solid in the market. Let's go to number three, Langira. Let them up on debut and uh, $4.80 to $5, so out slightly there. Art collection just missed down the straight at Flemington. Craig Williams in the saddle for Lindsay Park, four twenty out to four dollars forty. Also in the market is Loving Gabby, one of the debuts here from the Karen Ma and Eustace stable. Damien Lane Terrain off a nice trial at Pakenham, six fifty into five dollars. See Tonic nine dollars nine fifty, also trialed okay. And that's about the market and where the money is there, Julesy. So we have Art Collection off his Bob. Ing head second on debut at Flemington at $4.40 and the favourite. How do you set a market for a two-year-old race? Yeah, good question. Look, um, it's probably be specific to this race. Um, extremely difficult, but when you've got horses that have ran, we have then, you know, into our database, we go back and we look at the race, how it was ran, did the race go good, above average, all that kind of stuff. So we have a number for those horses that uh, have ran and then we can work from there. But it's extremely hard because, look, probably what we use for those horses that have raced before, uh, we like to use their starting price in any of the races they have ran. Um, you have to be very forgiving if they have started very short in the market and, you know, not performed because obviously there was market support to suggest they mm. run really well. For the unraced horses, look, we have to provide a figure to begin with and then we can sort of spit out a price after that. Is that a set figure? Uh, no, absolutely. This is the thing. At the end of the day, it's all very, very uh, up for debate. Um, you know, we've had two or three people probably working on this race and all come up with sort of different figures uh, for, you know, a, a horse exactly like Loving Gabby, who was really good in a trial, but we need to sort of match her up with these horses that have ran. I will say in this race, I think the horses that we've seen are no standouts. Uh, concerned about the Ballarosa form line, concerned about the art collection form line. I think they'll both drift on the day. But in saying that, we've seen them before. Um, the horse like Lanagira, who was a fair way down the track last when he ran, or when he did run, um, but was 6 followers 50 in the market, so it was pretty solid there, and it's jumped out really well, extremely well, in fact. Um, so wouldn't be surprised to see money for that kind of horse. Uh, and those unraced horses, yeah, look, it's very tough, but you've got to try and sort of massage their prices of where you think they fit compared to these other horses. The greatest guide for two-year-olds, obviously, is once we put the market up, punters are very well aware of what goes good, what doesn't go good, especially those unraced horses, and then we get a better guide um, coming into the, into the as we get closer to Saturday. Okay, so tell me the two, uh, number one and two, Ballarosa and Still My Kisses are both stakes uh, winners. First up, they get the penalty, 56 against the boys here. Does Are they in your selections? 
Uh, they're actually not. I'm pretty keen here, SD, on an unraced horse. So, look, again, caveat there, I'm not one to play heavily into something that I don't know of when I haven't seen them under race pressure. I like to see them first. But for the punters out there, I think this is a really, really nice uh, horse-loving Gabby. Really nice filly. Um, did win the trial at Pakenham. It's been scratched a couple of times, was in sort of last week, but they've decided to go here. Also worth noting, punters, that is actually in Mon uh, Mooney Valley Friday night as well. So um, they've yet to decide where they go. This is a horse that's been really has been well supported with us at Sportsbet for the Blue Diamond. So again, that's a good guide. Right. You know, if we get that money, then that's a good guide that the horse obviously goes well. I think this is a really nice filly. I think we'll see... I think she'll win here. I think she will rocket up into Blue Diamond calculations. I'm not sold on Art Collection. I think he'll drift. I just think that race didn't go super for me at Flemington. Had its chance. Um, wasn't sold on its jump out either. Yeah, pretty keen loving Gabby. But, look, tricky race. Wouldn't be surprised to see Lanagira improve markedly from its core field at first debut. It's had 112 days off. But loving Gabby for me, mate. Okay, loving Gabby, the first starter. Now, Martin Hustis also have the top in Valorosa, who won first up. And loving Gabby has been the better-backed runner. The horse on debut, Julian Valance's number one selection. Drawn two, which will help her. Valorosa, I thought um, the form lines out of that has been pretty good because Lankin Star, who she beat uh, on debut, has come out and won very well at uh, Mooney Valley. And Champagne Boom got home nice, who was uh, who won on debut prior to that. So Bellarosa's got pretty good form line through that, I would think, Julesy. And uh, I would lean to her from gate seven, getting a beautiful run in the race. She'll look the winner because she was headed at Flemington, but I just loved her fight. She's something about her. I reckon she'll be nice and honest. Still my kisses. She beat the boys. She go she also showed good fight on speed, $11 into nine fifty, and that was winning the Merson Cooper. She beat the boys on debut. Happy to put uh, – she's got a nasal strip on. And to help her breathe, and she's drawn gate 10. A little awkward for her. Happy to forgive her or, or um, just not be confident with her this start. Number five art collection just missed in the Maribyrnong plate, 1,000 metres. Four, $4.80 to $5, so some, some money on a big day there. Taking a sit. I really like the way this horse sat off them down the straight and just missed on the bob. Drawn four perfect. Will look the winner at some stage. Blinkers on, remember, fast net rock. Lindsay Park, Williams to ride for Lindsay Park. And then I had loving Gabby, uh, who trolled better than done by me, right in there. So I want to go with uh, Bellarosa and uh, Art Collection in that order, even though they're carrying penalties. And loving Gabby is the one, the unknown, on debut. Worth noting to SD that just with these unraced horses, you'll see money early for them. Um, that, you know, can happen. The important thing when you're looking at these markets is probably right in the last half an hour is if these unraced horses stay really firm in the market, it's a great guide. We saw it last week with the uh, the Anthony Friedman horse that won the... I Am Serious? Yeah, I don't think it's I Am Serious, but it's I Am Something, oh. uh, whatever it was called. Last week it won yep. um, the boys' division. It was just rock solid, and I think it ended up just about starting close to favourite. So it continually mm. firmed every time. Usually you'll see them just drift back out closer to the race. That didn't happen. Be interested to see what happens with these unraced horses here on Saturday. Punters, if you're following the market, really follow it up right till the jump because it's really important that last 15, 10 minutes to see if they really still hold their place. If they do, it's uh, it's a really good guide, and, and we saw that last week. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Loving Gabby being continually pushed throughout um, and, and firming all the way through, and if it does, 
it'd be the one I want to be with. I'm immortal into $8 the for the Blue Diamond. Yep, that's I'm the immortal one. in yep. the futures. If you yep. want to jump on him, he showed really good speed. Um, okay, we're going to have a look at race seven now, Julesy, at Caulfield. We've touched on the chairman's. Race seven's the Adam Stakes over 1,000 metres. It's a handicap listed race. So Nature Strip gets a bit of weight here, 60 kilos. He opened up $1.45. He's, he, he slid out to $1.55. Um, let's have a look. Bonds Awake and Run Well Fresh, 15 to 14, just a little tickle. Written by. Now, he's got to bring his two-year-old form, three-year-old uh, spring form to autumn now. $4.20, the Blue Diamond winner, into $4. Good specking for him off a really hot trial. And down the bottom, encryptions under double-figure odds, flat at $9. And that's about it. So written by has been the best back since markets open. But there's not a lot of confidence in this race um, looking at the uh, at what we're holding early doors, Jules. Yeah, it's a really good point uh, that you say here. There's not a lot of confidence in this race and – there's probably a few factors for that, but there is a major factor in that, and that's that Darren Weir does train at Nature Strip. Look, from the news from Wednesday, look, I've had a lot of things happen in my life this week that's made me want to vomit. Um, this is probably one that's mm. been just quite uh, in uh, just a you know a, a situation where his horses are still allowed to run. We 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 don't know what's going on there. Uh, all I can speak of is how the market is reacting at the moment. Um, Cold as ice. The turnover's still really up at the moment. I know look, I'm just playing off a very, very small sample of what happened yesterday at Mornington, those first three races. Um, the turnover was still pretty well rock solid, but he had three horses in at Mornington. Um, one pretty well held its price. Another one was $2.60 out to $8.50, mm. and another one was $9.50 out to $31. Now, Ouch. again, very small sample size there, punters, but it does – show that possibly um, we just don't know how the market's going to move because obviously short, small sample. But this is going to be a great guy because Nature Strip really, it's $1.60 mm-hmm. in my 100% market and he shouldn't get any bigger than $1.60. If he does, then obviously the market's going to be taking a set against Darren Weir for a prolonged period of time until we know more information. That's what well. I can say about what I think the market might do if – um, you know, a horse like Nature Strip gets out to a dollar sixty-five, dollar seventy, dollar seventy-five. It would mean the market's taking a set against him. Don't know if that's going to be the case because he's a genuine, you know, dollar fifty, dollar fifty-five pop for sure. Right. He's the fastest horse in the race. A thousand meters, yes. Don't worry about the sixty kilos. Time off, no problem. Been jumping out like a Learjet. His figures are outrageous. I know he failed in that. Uh, group one when he went to there at the Mooney Valley before the break, but don't be worried about that. We'll see the best of Nature Strip if. You know, if uh, he's at his best with the sixty kilos and the three-year-old written by's got to carry fifty-seven and hasn't met a field like this before on speed and pressure, he, he he'll carry that and beat him. Yeah, he'll carry that and beat them, and probably so the best guy. Yeah, Nature Strip best uh, clear top pick, just the best guide there for written by's. You're going, oh, you know, three-year-old, he could be the one, but just not forget in Adelaide last prep, Nature Strip ran against a horse called Sunlight, who was first up, the three-year-old. He absolutely made her look second-rate pedestrian. Mm. Um, and as good as written by is as a three-year-old, um, I think Nature Strip has the ability to do that, especially over a 1,000 metres, especially around Caulfield on a dry track where it is favourable to be on speed. Nature Strip. All right, $1.55. If he gets to $1.60, get on, says Julian Valance. 
Nature Strip. The only time he got beat at Caulfield, remember Johnny Sadler trained him and they tried to take a sit. Sam's image beat him on that occasion. And then um, since then, when uh, Weary took over, he beat Sunline, he beat Hootson, and they were terrific victories over this trip. So with the 60 kilos, if he's at his best from gate three, he controls the race. Because outside him in gate six is written by who's also got terrific speed. He's the Blue Diamond winner. He was unbeaten as the three-year-old until he hit the Coolmore, and he was beaten in the Coolmore 1.4 lengths. He led all the way, and he likes to lead. So I would imagine I'd like to see him take a sit outside Nature Strip and just learn to harness some energy and see if he can just ping off him and, and try and go with him from the 4-3-200 metre mark. Um, I'd like to I'd like to see him take that sit, but uh, three kilos off nature, uh, uh, close to Nature Strip, I don't think written by can beat him. There's a question mark of the three-year-olds taking on the older four-year-old there, as Julesy mentioned. Bonds away is a horse that can run a cracker. If you want to go back through his form, he beat Brave Smash over 1,200 metres here, last prep. He's never finished outside the money in his last four occasions. He's a really consistent horse. He races well fresh. He can sit closer from gate one. He's going to be skiing back in behind them. He'll be the horse that's running on and running on well at a price. I think he can run okay. I can't say he can beat uh, Nature Strip, though. He's $15 into 14 Nature Strip, your favourite early doors, folks, $1.55. That's race seven on the program. Julesy, which is tracking yes. along beautifully. Yeah, mate. And guess what? Yep, you guessed it. We're up to race eight, the Manfred Stakes. Group three, 1,200 metres for the three-year-old set weights and penalties here. This is a cracking race. Here is the sports bet early market recorded on a Thursday. Ring-a-ding-ding. $6, out half a point to six fifty. Extra Brute, the Derby winner. Jeezy was close in the McKinnon Stakes during the spring. $13, out to 15 first up. I'll roll down to Rainy Air. First up, terrific form, uh, super finish to the Spring Carnival winning stakes race at 1,400 metres and then the uh, Carbine Club. $6 out half a point to uh, six fifty. And now we'll go down the page because <clears throat> I want to talk about Poise to Strike, who was terrific winning at Flemington last start. First up, fresh. Craig Williams has jumped off the favourite Tintat. So Poise to Strike here for Phillips, uh, for the David Hayes Dabernick um Stable is four dollars fifty east to four dollars eighty, and Tin Hat's your favourite. And Damien Lane now rides Tin Hat for Team Godolphin, and he's won his last two. He's going through benchmark sixty four, benchmark seventy. He's won them quite well. Opened up three eighty into three dollars ten. Come on, man! <laughs> wow, from gate ten, number eleven, fundamentalists. Now you Julesy, you know how 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 excited I got. Yes, her leading into hundreds. the thousand guineas and mm. uh, hundreds to yeah, one. Yeah, she was off that beautiful run in Sydney. I I specked her then, and I'm going to spec her again here, fresh from gate two. She's first up seven dollars into six dollars fifty. This is a great three year old race. It absolutely is. There's some really good uh, animals in work here. Now, maybe the winner of this race might not end up being the best horse in the race. Uh, and the reason I say that is I think this is a race that will probably be dictated by the map. And there does not look to be a lot of speed in, engaged in this race over 1,200 metres. So, Talk to me, us the Leelands, us the Leelands. What's the map telling you? It's telling me that uh, Tin Hat is going to be able to cross from gate 10, so don't we worry about the wide gate 10 of 11 for Tin Hat, that he can just cross uh, very, very easily uh, and take the lead up here, no dramas at all. 
It's been really good at its last two starts, um, both at Sandown. Times are good. The race just profiles perfectly for it. I don't know the inner sanctum of Godolphin, whether Craig's jumped off the, you know, where that sort of fits. That's uh, beyond my realm. Um, but, geez, the race just profiles beautifully for, for Tin Hat for me. Uh, I agree with you with the 11 fundamentalist. She's a really nice filly. Um, and I think she can take a forward position. I know she's probably, you know, over that mile, you know, 1,400, she's probably better. But 1,200 metres fresh, oh, I think she's going to run a really good race. Don't worry about that. So if you like fundamentalist, it wouldn't be dropping off her. She can run well. I think she can settle, you know, posse forward. But Tin Hat for me is a clear top pick just because of the map. Not saying he's going to be the best horse out of the race, but the best horse out of the race doesn't necessarily always win the race. Poised to strikes a chance. Just slightly concerned, 42 days. Worth noting out there as well. This racing year, David Hayes and Dabernick, as much winners as they have. Gary Gray, this racing year. That was a great show. <laughs> Bill Collins back in the day. Yeah, I'll take your word for it. Um, that they're only going at around 6% at Caulfield and Flemington at winning strike rate, that camp. So, look, I say that and then they'll come out and have Which five. Which camp again, five. please? David Hayes, Ben Hayes, Tom Dabernick, the Hayes, Hayes and Dabernick camp, Hayes et al., um, poised, yeah, so just worth noting that, punters, that, you know, 6% is not great for, for a camp that always goes at around 13% their career, just to Caulfield, Flemington. They're going at about 11% Mooney Valley, worth noting, but, yeah, about 6% winning strike rate this this racing year for Hayes, Hayes, Dabernick. Um And then you look at those other horses. Ring-a-ding-ding will be out the back, but he'll finish off well. Uh, extra brute, we know how good he was in the spring. Uh, again, expecting to be finishing off. But I just think the way the map sits... Tin Hat has got a great chance. Got to ping the gates and get across that first furlong going up the hill. Um, going up the hill, uh, going into that first bend, I should say. And Is that a concern from from you if you were riding that if he doesn't pin pin the gates that there's a, a worry? Oh, I he needs to get into that rhythm early. So there's no hill from the twelve hundred. I was thinking fourteen. There's no okay. hill from that twelve hundred. But yeah. watching his benchmark sixty four and seventy wins, his advantage here uh, and winning his last two is to get across and control this race with the rail out nine meters race eight, race eight. It'd be interesting to see what they're doing if they're running on all the dictating terms out in front. He just might be a sitting duck. So I've got a little question mark on him, uh, the three year old Tin Tat, because this is his toughest task. His runs prior to that. Prior to that, were they were okay? They were okay. He, he, he didn't really. Sh- he needed to improve this time in, and he has. And I think he's been very well placed. Worth with, noting with that too. Since the break, two wins. He was gelded as well. So that lost know. his two best mates. Yeah, yeah. Mm, that's so, very so he's definitely come back a better horse for sure. Absolutely. Um, look, ring a ding ding. The three year old Colt. Uh, he just went to another level with Darren Weir, and um, I think since he won at uh, Bendigo, two more before winning at Flemington during the carnival, and then the sixteen hundred metre Sandown Guineas. Uh, win. We won this race. Remember last year with a horse called Cliff's Edge. He sat on the speed and opened them up and broke their hearts. Cliff's Edge. Ring a ding ding's not like Cliff's Edge. He's going to get back. He's going to need speed on. So there's that question mark again because Julesy's um, asked the Leyland brothers, uh, suggesting that uh, Tin tin Tat Hat is going to dictate terms (laughs) out in front. Extra Brute, this is not his grand final. But, jeez, can I just 
go through this because we can because it's a potty. Yeah, you can do what you want. He's had the seven runs first prep. He won second up 1,300 metres at Sandown. He won a list at 1,800. Then he won the group one derby. And then he was third into McKinnon. And, mate, it was a super run. First up over 1,200 metres, there's no form there. But he's going to balance up from gate four. He's going to get a really cushy run. And you just want to see him gallop out quite nice. I don't think he's a cliff's edge and going to be sharp enough to beat these off a slow speed. Extra brute. Looking forward to his return. Ranier won the listed race 1,400 metres at Caulfield during that carnival. And then a 1,600 metre Flemington Carbine sitting back in behind him. Got the late split. Went boom. He's a good horse, Ranier. He rolls across here from gate, gate eight with the stable mate, Tin Hat, and can sit on him. Would not be surprised if he got over him the last 50, depending on how the track is playing, with the lack of speed. He doesn't have to be far away, and he'll gallop well fresh, and he's got a class edge on his stable mate, Tin Hat. So, and then you've got Fundamentalist that's drawn two. Let me just, let me just tantalise you folks. <laughs> Third to the Autumn Sun as a two-year-old, group one level. As a three-year-old, 2.5 lengths off a hood, Group 1 level. Second to Amphitrite at uh, Group 1 level. Second to Mystic Journey at Mooney Valley after that 1,000-metre gallop. And then third to Shalala at the Group 1 Meyer. This is a serious horse, fundamentalist, and she can sprint well fresh off gate two. She box seats here with the 55.5 kilos. She gets weight on everything else in the race. If she's forward enough, she could shock at $6.50. I love her. I want to get around her. I reckon that the, my, my, the, the number one horse I want to ride is number four, Ranier. Yes, Tin Hat's going to be hard to beat. A fundamentalist. I might just drop off Ranier at the 80 metre mark when fundamentalist gets out and just jump on her back and go, there <laughs> you go. All that group one form. What a goose. Not picking her on top from the start. That is. Does it smell of it? that? Yeah, it smells that. Oh, I think oh, I will say something. I think Tin Hat's a better horse than Rainier. There you go. Do you? Yeah, I think so. I think I think um, Tin Hat will be, but we'll see, wait and see. But I think Tin Hat gets the chance. The way the map suits, I think it can win. One question before yes. we concentrate on Rose Hill, the Expressway Stakes, is who's the best horse in the race then? Oh, best horse in the race by far is Extra Brute. Right. Absolutely, and cannot so is he wait. The one we're watching going forward. Yeah, here's the. I cannot wait. I think the grand final, all things being equal, um, you know how it all plays out. That the Australia Cup's his race. Um, three year olds in the Australia Cup. Uh, I love three year olds in the Australia Cup, and I think. Um, uh He'll go through the Australian Guineas, and then I think back up the week into the Australia Cup, and I think it'll be a, a, a mighty big chance. So. You heard you heard it first, Extra Brute, the best horse in the race. Follow him out of this race wherever he goes to the Australian Cup, please. I wonder if he'll be trained by Darren Weir. Let's ponder now and think about Rose Hill this weekend. The Expressway Stakes, 1,200 metres, only six runners here, Julesy. Hartnell, he's a Group 1 winner, but not over 1,200 metres first up. $12 to $11. Two trapeze artists, multiple Group 1 winning sprinting star. He, this is wait for age, folks. He's 420 into 350 and clearly the best backed runner at Rose Hill this weekend. Early money. La Romaine, 420 out to 440. Dothraki, in good form, but not up to this level, would you think? $23 to 26. Lanciado gets back, hits the wire, $51. And then Elise. I know you've got a lot of love for Elise, Julesy. She's a four year old mare now. You know what I loved about her last win? 
it was just a light prep. After a couple of trials, they put her away, a light prep, and they said, let's just see if she sprints well fresh and just then put her away for the autumn for bigger and better things. She's a dollar ninety out to a dollar ninety five just. But didn't she power it to the line? But this has got to be her biggest test. She can't beat Trapeze Artist first up, can she? Well, she just might be able to. It's a f- sensational race. Um, look, Hartnell first up. Probably find these a bit too slick. Has won two from ten goes, but never interesting. Never been, never resumed Six over twelve hundred meters. Usually, always goes over the. Trial seven. good, looks yep. good, done everything right. Yep, yep. He couldn't, he, could he? No, I, look, I'd be surprised if he does look out All Star Mile because it's a lock. If he was to come out here and beat these horses over twelve hundred, means he's you know in for one hell of a prep as an eight year old. Stay tuned. We'll be having um, a look at the future market for the All Star yeah. Mile. So Hartnell can't win. The artist. The artist can definitely win. Look, the race is – it's just no speed in the race. Like, who, who's going to lead? And I've sort of got, well, maybe Trapeze goes forward. Maybe Lara Main could take a spot forward. Yes. Um, Elise sit off them. Hartnell sit off them. You know, Dothraki might take a spot. Lanciato will be at the back. Um, great race. Elise, I've marked favourite, but I've got her about $2.30, $2.35. So I expect her to get into black figures. So if you like Elise, I think just hold – uh, offer a little bit. I think you'll get black even figures. money and more. Yeah, I think so. I think you should. These are quality horses that she's having to run against. She was very good, as you spoke about about thirty five days ago, winning. Um, she's got to back it up here again. I know she'll be helped by the fact that there's probably not going to be a lot of speed, so she could be she'll be close enough to him, and then that turn of foot that she we know she has can be very explosive. Um, I'm actually going with Lara Main here. Uh, I think his twelve hundred meter first up form is as good as anything. Uh, it's really, really good. It's one previous two over 1,200 metres coming out with some really solid figures that would be well and truly winning this race. Jay McDonald, seven goes first up for three wins, two seconds and a third. But I like his uh, 1,200 metre first up form and I reckon he can sit on speed. I wouldn't be surprised if Jay McDonald actually took it up and led. And if he does, it would show me that his intent, he's fit enough and I don't reckon they'll get past him. Um, Lara Main for me. Well, he carried eight kilos more than the runner-up when he won first up last time. He's a star. He is a very multiple group one winner at the mile at Flemington he loves as well. All-star mile. Might be on his agenda. Hartnell from gate four. Jump, get into a nice rhythm. Just ride him wherever he's comfortable in race six. Keep him out of the way. Trapeze artist gate six. He'll be one out, one back. Just camp, camp, camp. He'll follow Lara Main everywhere, I would imagine. Dothraki. He's not up to this class, but keep him out of trouble and get him into a nice rhythm. Why wouldn't you want, want to try and lead and just dictate terms? Because he's a confidence horse. Absolutely. And the, and the positive about him is if you do that, he's the fittest horse in the race. The others are all coming off sort of, you know, a little bit of a let up or big breaks like Trapeze and Lara Main. So use your advantage. Use what your best attribute is, is probably your fitness, and try and get a break on him and he, get them chasing early. He can't run the 600 that some of these can. That's right. Just jog along. So lead, we got him leading then, Julesy, with Lara Main holding the fence. Maybe yeah, yeah. Lara Main holding the fence, Dothraki sitting outside him, look for a break. Lanciato gets out the back door. Now my question mark with the four-year-old man that we just love. She's a group one winner over the mile. We know that. Uh, she was terrific winning first up with a nice break in between runs, running one eight seventy-seven seconds, powering to the line by three. What worries me about her in a small field is two. She's a big girl. She likes a gallop. Every run, every win, she's had galloping room, chimed in beautifully, and then gone boom. What worries me with gate two is if Lara Main holds 
his position from gate three. He leads on the fence. Dothraki sits outside him. The big girl gets back in behind the wall with trapeze artist outsider. Hartnell, and then you've got um, then you've got Lanciato in the next set, next set of three. Yeah, three lines back, sorry. So what's he going to do, Blake Shin? If she pings the lids, now Blake Shin's back, beautiful Blake Shin. Mm. He's a, he's a freaking genius, man. Freaking yeah. genius. <laughs> you know why? Went in on Tom Melbourne last week. God, yeah. We're going to have some news on yeah. Tom. Yeah, Ugh. Order of Australia or something, money. Now, God, Elise from Kate do. This what is a great she, point. What do you do? If she gets locked away, she can't beat him. Well, it's a great point. It's the biggest test. small field, if it is tight and she's locked away, she cannot check off heels, come all the way around him, and then go past Hartnell's him. Hartnell's not going to let her out. The priest well, artist's not going to let her out. And the fact is, even if they did, the fact that she gets off heels, trapeze artist Lara Main, they're smart horses with great turns of foot. That She's not going to get home in, you know, 10 or something and beat them if that happens. It's a really good point. Gate two is something that is a concern. There is no doubting that um, because you're right. She's a big girl. Her best is when she gets clear air, especially from the top of the straight onwards. She may not be afforded that. That's why I think, you know, she'll get those black, you'll get those black figures. Worth noting with trapeze artist, if you were slightly worried about the the trial, and you thought oh, it was only fair. It's worth noting the blinkers weren't worn in the trial. The blinkers are on, obviously. Great we know point. he goes best with the blinkers on. The blinkers will be on in the race on Saturday. He trialed without them. He's the best backed early. He flies first up. He trialed without the blinkers, as you mentioned. Don't take a line on that. He's trainer Gerald Ryan knows him now. He's an older horse, and he keeps that up his sleeve. I like him drawn out to small field because he can dictate terms to everyone else. His TJ Smith form beating uh, Red Zell, mate. It's the best in the race. So if you if, if he produces that, they won't know which way he goes. It's whether we, we think he's going to be able to produce that first up. Um, and he know, beat LaRamane in the All-Age. So he's yeah. got his measure, I would think, as well, if he's at his best. LaRamane, yeah. um, Trapeze Artist on top, LaRamane on top for you, Julesy. Yep. But watch for Blake Shin's tactical genius winning the kick and just asking the question of LaRamane and Dothraki in the first furlong and a half. He'll just jump and let her roll. And make them work to get across. He won't just hand it up. No, he can't. If he does, you know, as you stated, he's going to be uh, in all sorts of bother in a coffin somewhere and he's probably hard to, you know, he's not going to be able to extract himself out of it. And if he doesn't, he leads and the big girl will look the winner a lot. Oh, 100%. Out. Yeah, there's no doubting that. Yeah, it's a very, very uh, intriguing race because tactical affair, absolutely. Oh, good lordy me. That was good stuff. <laughs> That's what you get with two wide, no cover. <laughs> you think Michael Wall will be back? Well, maybe one way ticket. Best bets, please, for the weekend. You got a best bet for us? Oh, we want to stick to Caulfield best bets. Look, um, it's a good question. Caulfield, Rose Hill, whatever. Yeah, no. Well, I'm going to – Yeah, no. Um, uh, it's a, well, it's a good point, that. Yeah, nah. Uh, yeah, just nah. padding for time, That's ST. okay. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna go to Caulfield. Yes. I'm gonna definitely going to go to Caulfield for you because um, race six, number nine, folks, trained by Darren Weir. <laughs> He won this race with Plenty Hill last year. He's a four-year-old stallion. His, his name is Mount Kilcoy. And the reason that I like him, because he's got a little bit of Caulfield form, but um, he should have one second up at Flemington off a little break last prep over this distance, the 1,600 metres. His first up run, super, because it was off a slow run race. He was posted wide, flushed out, but he kept coming, and I like the way he got to the line really nice. Now, he's wide 
he, he was wide from the 800, when I mean flushed out. He sat wide from the 800 and he had to make a bit of a run first up. So he was always going to peak on his run, but he kept trying, kept trying. Second up figures are great. Um, he's a winner at Caulfield, so he loves the track. Gate 8, I like him in this small field because he can make that move down the side with the rail out nine metres. Benny Allen. Be aware of what's going on from the 1,008 and 6 railway side, please. Get him in clear air and creep, creep. He's one of those creepers. <laughs> and then he can win. Um, the stable mate, who's the best back runner in the race, by the way, is Thundercloud. But I've got a knock on Thundercloud. I know he was an eye-catcher last start. In the same race as Mount Kilcoy, they went slow. He sat in behind him, drawn in, and he poked up, poked up, poked up, got on the heels. And you know what? It was a good run. If he had got out, he would have hit the wire better. Second up, flat-footed, Caulfield, gate six, is what I've marked him. He's better over 2,000-plus. That's the query I've got on Thundercloud, so I'm happy with Mount Kilcoy. Race six, number nine, my best, Julesy. Very good. You mentioned a horse there, Plain CL, that won. Um, brings back some very fond memories for me, that horse. No matter where you go in your life and what things get thrown at you, you can always go back to those fond memories and you keep them in your head and in your heart. Well, we um, need some background music for you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just sort of getting a little bit uh, off-centre there. But digressing. Um, it would have been Xiaobo in race four, my best, but it is clearly scratched, so move on. It's irrelevant. Oh. Race three for me, number two, Nantali, gets its chance here. Uh, she was off the map at Flemington, um, was three wide, no cover in the end. No uh, cover. cover. Yeah, it was It was a really good performance without getting the job done. I think it was 5 50 into around $3 right. on that occasion. I think uh, gate four is perfect. Again, not a lot of speed. Esposito Gold will go forward, but Damien Lane should get her in the perfect position. This is her race. If she can't win this one, I don't know if I can be with her again. Nantali, race three, number two. Three number two, Nantali. All right. Julesy, right now we'd like to bring in our stinger and go around the grounds. <laughs> bom, bom. Do you want to kick us off with WA? Oh, and to WA, all the punters uh, this uh, tomorrow jumping on a plane with uh, the great Patrick Garshagan from Sportsbet with some punter.com uh, people. 27 of us heading out to Ascot races. It's the Pikey pilgrimage we're all heading out for. We're going to meet Pikey on a Friday and have a chat with him, William Pike. Races are Ascot on Saturday and then we're off to, where is it? Bunbury. <laughs> Have you ever been to Bunbury? When you're working with elite talent people out there, they don't know where they're going. Have he you? does not know where he's going. He just gets told where to go. Have you he been sits to at Bunbury? the front of the There's plane no and they see him there and then he walks home. There's no listed or group races at Bunbury, I mate. wouldn't have thought. I never rode there, man. Oh, okay. Pinjarra Guineas if you want to talk Pinjarra. Well, Pinjarra. I'll tell you what, Blackheart Bart went massive there one day. And then the next, when we saw him back here, and oh. he, he became a legitimate superstar. I'll look forward to uh, looking on the Hall of Fame and looking on that wall. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah let's go to WA. Berkshire Street Mall here. Um, uh, we're going to WA, and that's good for punters.com. Well done. Great initiative. And I think yeah. Paddy did a great job in, you know, those guys, boys. Well done. Uh, whoever's going with your SD and Paddy, I'm sure they'll have a great time. You'll look after them. Race seven, number four, Misty Metal. Really good win last start. was half a second inside standard time. We love that. It's got 10 wins from 18 goes. Um, it sat outside the leader last start and was strong and tough. It now goes to 1,200 metres. Um, I think it'll be too good. Who here. rides, please? Oh, jeez. I hope Pikey's riding it. No, man. he's not. What? He's not. And Saturday, I went, so I race at... seven, number four, 
William Pike's not riding. I, I just really would have. Alan Kennedy's going to take the ride. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he might get indisposed. Right. We might. But anyway, Mr. Metal's the one I want to be on. I tried to actually did try and find a pikey horse. Um, I'll say this now. I, he you'll, oh. won't ride a winner. He'll ride probably three or four. Did you say he won't ride a <laughs> no, winner? No, and then I just said he'll probably ride three or four. So probably. Um, he's a superstar. It's great. Seven, Initiative, well done. Seven, the four, the best from Julesy. We're going around the grounds, WA. Uh, Rose Hill, I'll kick off here, Julesy, yes. because, um, oh, there's a very exciting filly resuming mare. Mayor Philly, uh, Tuesday girl. Yes. And she's in race seven, but she, she's clearly the one to beat and no doubt about that because she's unbeaten. She's first up here. and uh, But I want to take the Cornella. I want to take the Cornella with the horse that ran super first up. It was an eye catcher for me, number seven. Race seven, number seven with nine in the Cornella at Rose Hill. Smart Edge, the four-year-old gelding taking on the girls here, uh, was slow out. Should have beaten Etheria over 1,400 metres um, on that occasion. That's pretty good form lines. And then was trialled and then set for the Magic Millions Cup. Drew 12, got back. Pfft. Flew down the outside like a choo-choo train, 1.7 lengths, and um, redoubled in Sambro. That's Epsom Group 1 form. So I reckon Smart Edge from Gate 6 can sit a little closer over the 1,500 metres. Hard fit, buried a ride for Snowden. Is your Quinella. So race 7, 7 and 9, the Quinella for me, Rose Hill. Yep, you're going to be listening to me here, SD, and punters out there and going, yeah, he's back on licking the toads. I'm actually uh, tipping race 7, number 5, Leo Doro. <gasps> so in the same race, it's at $26. Mick Yeah. 7-year-old <laughs> that I tipped last back, week as my best value at 31. On, back on the toads. You're on uh, the toads. I know. Look. I liked it off the slow tempo last start at Flemington. It really profiles nice for this race. Um, it is first go beyond 1,400, but I think gate one, it can be a soft, soft position. can get just – it has a great turn of foot. If it can just be cuddled, 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 and then somehow get a split at $26, there's no need to ride – you know, just ride for luck on this horse. Um, I think it's going to run really well for you. Race seven, number five, Leo Doro. Seven smart edge I'm tipping in it. <laughs> the – Good thing in the race is the nine, Tuesday's girl, and Julesy's running the five, Leodoro. <laughs> Do you go the full lick or just dab your tongue on oh, top of the cane toad's head? Uh, that's just outrageous, isn't it? There's a concern. Eagle Farm, Julesy. Eagle Farm. Bergerac for me, seven to one. I'll go. Seven to one, Bergerac. Uh, sat on speed to win 1,200 uh, to 1,600 metres. That was a good effort. Third up. Had the two runs over 12, so it won over 1,600, third up. Then just missed when it missed the kick. Took off at the 700 metres, did young Murphy. What were you thinking, mate? Just be patient and wait till the 600 when you race the last 50. Come on, man. <laughs> and then what does the trainer do? little whack to the trainer here, 16 to 14, oh. whacks it in a listed race. <laughs> Hasn't missed anyone. And what does Murphy do? Jumps, hunts its brains out for 600 metres like, oh, this thing's nature yeah, You strength. know what I laugh about this is? Do you know the first name of Murphy? Because you're just calling him Murphy. Who is it? Mick. Oh. Michael Murphy. Okay. Young okay. Murphy. <laughs> Murphy sounds better than Mick. Oh, well, Mick Murphy. Mick, come on, man. Get a good night's sleep, will you? And go to sleep with boxing gloves on because list, listed on, race man. back to 1,400 metres uh, and it tried hard, duh. I mean, now it goes, up to, going on? Now it goes up to 18.50 for the first time. Wow. You'll get a price. Please Jesus. start slow from gate four with 57 kilos and finish strong. <laughs> race seven, number one. Well, I was really excited for that one. Yeah, you really haven't let uh, 
No holes bar there. Anyway, good luck to Mr. Murphy um, and his horse. Uh, where are we going here? Brisbane, race three, number five, Mr. Eagle Farm. Meet Mr. Taylor. Ooh. Good to see uh, Eagle Farm back. Four yeah. wins from four. Can't get any better than that. We'll be forward. Down in weight. Yes, yes. Smash the clock when it won by five and a half last time. Second faster than the other class three on the same day. We love that. I know there's a bit of speed engaged, but I like the fact down in weight. I think this is a really nice horse. Mr. Meet Mr. Taylor. I think he'll win again. Okay. Thanks. That's Julesy at uh, Eagle Farm, Orfordville Racing. Uh, tough, small fields. Oh, diminishing this this state of South Australia. concern, Australia. isn't it? To be honest, it is a it concern. Is. And it, something needs to be done or else... Uh, it's not getting any better. So uh, I don't know. I, again, Those smarter people than me out there are making these decisions to sort it out, but I hope for the sake of South Australian racing they, they do sort it out. It really does your head in doing the form now. It's like poor people over there that are busting their gut seven days a week. They're not pumping any money into that or helping in any way, shape or form. South Australian government, you two can ship off with Michael Murphy. <laughs> What is going on? 8-3. Uh, Winning partner picks itself, they say, Julian. Uh, beaten first up at uh, listed level. Uh, 1.7 lengths behind Heaven's Deal and Sanglier. Uh, that's good form. Really good form. One first up at Bendigo. Last prep over the 1,100 metres. Absolutely bolted in there. And has the closer form too. So the 12.50 first ups, 56.5 kilos. Good use of the claim. Chrissy Caserta. Found his little niche there in Adelaide. Yes, yep. Gaining a lot of confidence. Tony McAvoy trains. So from gate seven, winning partner will be short. But then mend them, them, them there. Jeff Fenwick said, you'll never go broke. Knocking out boxes. (laughs) (laughs) Boom, boom. Uh, I'm going to go race three, number six, Vietti. Um, Small field really helps, I think, because it's been off moderate tempos and zips homes really, really quickly. Look, good late sections without being mind-blowing and going, oh, wow, this horse could be something. But I think the race sets up well. Again, small field, I think it'll be winning race three, number six, Vietti. Race three, number six, at $1.80 there for you, Julesy. And my best is 8.3. And winning partners, $1.70. Maybe take them in a nice little all-up because that's just the way the card is there. Sorry, folks, we can't get some value for you in South Australia. The futures markets, it's the all-star mile. It's the rave in town here, Jules. Everyone's talking about it. You can continue to vote. Getting back to last week, it was only a stakes race, but Tom Melbourne, Blake Shindy, just seemed just bounce out of the gates on him after him trolling beautifully. Weakest field he's ever met. I'll take that. But just this beautiful big bridge. He tried to stick his head up a couple of times to see if there's any cameras around and do some stuff wrong. But Blake's hands got him right back underneath him. He was midfield. He had space in front of him, space behind him, and he relaxed. And he just fed the reins, shortened that rein from the six, the five, the four, the two, and he just won by three. It was just great to watch a horse be really confident and have no stress in his life and gallop with the ability that he's got. We know he's got. He's been a bookie's pal. How many seconds has he yeah. run? But yeah. he's in the all-star. He's headed to the all-star mile. We're going to get him around here at Sportsbet. So we want you to all jump on the allstarmile.com.au. Please vote for Tom Melbourne. Get around him. We want him in there because this will be the biggest story in racing this year. Well, there might be Passing another one. something <laughs> else that's going on with a trainer yeah, at the yeah, moment. Yeah, but we don't want to talk about that. Because if he wins the All-Star Mile, Tom. Yeah, I tell you what, it's we speak about this with young horses, that once they get that kill, 
and then they can their confidence. confidence can just grow and they can really just all of a sudden put three, four together. Now, I'm not saying that matches up with Tom Melbourne, but possibly it's been a long time since he actually has won a race. Mm. So maybe, maybe there's something there that has clicked uh, and, you know, it's clicked with Blake and maybe he could be on – we do know that his best – is good enough, and it's good enough for an all-star mile. Uh, absolutely, no doubt about that. Uh, Flemington, 1,600 metres, right up his alley. No Tom's dramas in. at all. He's our more key horse going into the all-star mile. Allstarmile.com.au. Please, sports bet lovers, please vote for Tom Melbourne. We want to get him into the race, and we want to cheer him on, the old non-winner. That's a winner now. And the all-star mile futures update is Elise's $8 before she runs on the weekend equal with Land of Plenty and the Autumn Sun, who's doubtful. He won't run because it's not a group one and they want to get his stallion. Yep, Randwick is, is a week before and unlikely that you would um, just, yeah, you wouldn't. It's 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 not a group one. As good a race I think it will be, mm. it's not it's not a group race, so you, you're not going to sacrifice a colt. Well, Hartnell's a doubting and he's $15 if you want to follow him on there through that uh, path to the All-Star Mile before he runs over six furlongs on the weekend. Julesy. Yes, my friend. All good things must come to an end, folks. That's the end of our wonderful um, podcast. Yes. And um, it was good fun. It was, actually. Do you want to leave us with one of your famous quotes? No, I've got nothing. Um, I'm excited. Famous quotes, please. No. um, What I will say is that I think we're back on racing.com next week with uh, the Super Bowl loving wall banger, and it'll, um, it'll be good fun. Really? Yep, it'll be good fun. We don't take ourselves seriously, but the form and the stuff that we're trying to provide to you punters is serious, but obviously we like taking the piss out of each other as well, Um, and it'll be good to be back on the airwaves doing that next week. But it was good fun as always, SD, even though we're in the bunker today. And as the great Sigmund Freud said, (laughs) being entirely honest with oneself is a good exercise. Until next week, folks, au revoir. Good luck on the punt this weekend. This has been Too Wide No Cover. Thanks, Jules. Thanks, mate.